<laughs> you are so right, Charlize. We've been working really hard on this show. And thank you. I have been working out. I appreciate that. Harry, it's hey. time for the show. Okay, I'll be right there. All right. Live show, no script. What could possibly go wrong? that. I don't even care if it is insincere. I appreciate the applause. Thanks for being here. This is Callaway Live. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, applaud again. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm, I'm Harry Arnett. As you guys know, who else would I be? I'm the only guy that agreed to do the show free of charge. So I'm here. We're on. I don't even know what show we're on, but it feels like we've done a lot. And this is a special week for us because this is U.S. Open Week. Does everybody's adrenaline get a little yeah. fired up on a U.S. Open Week? Don't you think? Don't you think we have yeah. to little U.S. Open music or something like that? Somebody sing, sing some U.S. Open music. I like that. Stop. Please stop. Stop that. We're, we're a live show. What are you doing singing on a live show? It's Callaway Live, U.S. Open week. We're really excited here. We've got a great guest today, a little bit controversial this week. I know you guys have probably been hearing about the venue at Chambers Bay. We all know about that. Everybody's talking about that. They got this venue with the, the golf course was only in existence for less than less than a year and they got it. And um, it really started to embolden other entities, places to do their own bids for this. As a matter of fact, our very own Johnny Rodriguez, our creative director, submitted his own bid to host the US Open right at his house. <laughs> so I think and you, guys, you guys should check out his backyard because he has done some amazing things. Setting up the venue should be really tough for the guys. Yeah, I know, I know. So that's good. I think it's a little far-fetched. He probably has a better chance of getting the World Cup. I think we all know that. Seth Blotter's gonna help him do that somehow. But we thought it'd be a great time, US Open week. Today on the show, we have Tim Brando from Fox Sports who's here. He is hosting. That's right. We know Tim. Uh, those of you who follow sports know Tim. He's done basketball, football. He's done any sport, really, you can think of. And he is doing golf this year for Fox Sports, so he, we're really excited to have him here. And we will talk about a lot of stuff with Tim. We'll see if he can, he can peel back the onion. Is that real? That's not the right expression, is it? Open the hood, open the kimono. We've used that before. He's going to let us know about golf. How's that on Fox Sports? Yeah. That work for you guys? Okay, so Tim Brando will be here in just about 30 seconds as we wait for his limo to arrive, and we'll be right back with Tim Brando. Yeah. I am Patrick Green. There's nothing I enjoy more than watching Callaway Live, hosted by Harry Arnett. Or is there? I mean, doing chores, washing laundry, you know, walking my dog, really everything. He meant none of that. 
so I know what you're thinking. All right, so as we said before the break, great guest today, especially with the U.S. Open being this week. He's a guy that's done literally everything there is to do in sports. He will be on the broadcast team for the U.S. Open with Fox. Please say hello to our good buddy. He's right back here, Mr. Tim Brando. All right. So much. You made me a little nervous. You took your time getting out here. They thought I was lying that we were on the show today. I, I took the liberty of going without a tie. I thought this was a laid-back deal, but wow. I know, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because... Was this a corporate thing? Because I saw on earlier shows you weren't wearing one. No, I know. I mean, I, Dick Enberg was on your opening show. I watched it. I look up to Dick. I mean, he was one of the all-time greats. And, and you were very, I mean, this is... I'm showing you the respect a man of your station deserves. Thank you. Deserve. <laughs> I would also like to point out, I'm glad... HR did get to it. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh, you should see the sacrifice. <laughs> but uh, I have it also, the tie sticks out. I'm not this fat and normal. So I know that, that you guys watch, and it, it, that bothers me a little bit. So thanks thanks for bringing that up and pointing that out. <laughs> but, uh, but you're doing golf now. Like, when, when I saw the release, you know, more than a year ago that you mm -hmm. joined the team, I thought, Tim Brando, golf, that's interesting. How, how did that happen? Well, you know, I had done golf uh, some at CBS. That's a tough roster to crack. They've been at it a long time. And uh, they sort of wrote the, the gold standard, I think, for today's version of what golf should look like in TV. But I, I love to play uh, when I'm not calling football, basketball now primarily. But in my earliest days, uh, I was watching and calling every imaginable sport there was. Uh, at ESPN, where I started, nationally I did 25 different sports now I didn't know there were 25 different sports when I got into this business but I was sort of like the Mikey in the the, the cereal commercial that's who I was it's like if if Jim Simpson didn't want to do it if Roger Twible didn't want to do it uh, if uh, anybody it's like give it to Brando he'll do anything and so I I did that and uh, so is uh, is everything okay yeah we're just uh Guys are just was, uh, live, live TV, paid no attention. To, excuse me, excuse me, sir. Time. Excuse me, sir. Come, on, come here, come here, come here. Real quick. Time. Come here. It's our guy. It's our guy here. Was, uh, was it as good for you as it was for him? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I think you got a little bit of a thrill out of that. We I think are, you enjoyed that. We are a... Uh, <laughs> We are, in fact, a full-service golf company here, as you can see. <laughs> that's what we like to call in the biz. A little so gift that's with how purchase. you got into marketing, yes, huh? Exactly. A little gift started. with purchase is uh, what we like to call that, Timmy. No, but I, I love golf. I mean, I, I, I play it at home, and I like a lot of guys in the 80s. I was an 80s boom golfer. I played baseball, and so that morphed into fast-pitch softball when I was living in Connecticut. And, uh, Big fast pitch softball community yeah. up in Connecticut, I'm guessing. Hartford Morning Softball League, <laughs> and I was playing every day. And, and I remember John Saunders, who's one of my closest friends. We came into Bristol really the same week, and John said, Tim, you got to stop putting those strawberries on your – I mean, you know, forget that. You need to play golf. And I said, John, I'll be awful. He says, don't worry. I'll, you can be awful with me. And, and I still joke with everyone, and I, I've told him, I said, That's, this is quite a story when you think about it. Uh, white Southern Republican learns how to play golf from Black Canuck, uh, but we—but he did. He had the patience of Job to deal with me, and uh, 
And then I, I get my wife for Christmas that year got me some Ping I twos, and my Callaway Big Berthas, and uh, I nice never stopped playing. There. Never Love stopped. That. Never stopped playing golf and built. Uh, went home. Uh, I managed to stay at ESPN for four more years in 1990. But I moved home, built a home on a golf course, Southern Trace Country Club in Shreveport, and been there ever since and loved to play. And, and I've worked my way down to a single digit cap. And But when I got to Fox and I had the opportunity to, to come on board to do college football and college basketball, they threw the old left-hander in out of the bullpen for some NFL games too. I expressed my interest in wanting to do golf because they were a startup. This was going to be the first year. And I told Mark Loomis, um, our producer, our coordinating producer for golf at Fox, I said, listen, I just want to make the team photo. You know, whatever you need me to do, I said, I'm going to be watching this anyway. Um, Brando, get me a cup of coffee. Yeah, I'll, I'll do yeah, whatever yeah. you need me to do. So I'm going to be on the digital side with Mark Brooks. Uh, Natalie Golbus is going to be with us, too. Um, uh, and we're looking forward to, to, to really covering it on Fox Sports Go and foxsports.com and usga.org. A lot of people now are watching golf that way. And that's what I did at CBS. I did the masters.com for them. And, you know, uh, limited access for coverage, as everyone knows, at the Masters. And... A lot of people had to watch. The only golf you could get early in the day on Thursday and Friday was if you went to your computer. Right. So I enjoyed doing that and, and wanted to continue to do it and, and be a part of the Fox family in the first year of, of covering the U.S. Open. It's my first U.S. Open to attend, much less call. Yeah. So I'm thrilled at this stage of my life to say I've got a first is, uh, is kind of cool. Well, it's awesome. And as you said, you know, in that digital world, People today don't really distinguish the two. I mean, aside from an occasional audio problem that exists in the digital world, <laughs> um, the two are, are pretty much, you know, no, you're right. work together. You're right. And right. I can't imagine there were too many people, and maybe there were, at Fox that were raising their hands saying, throw me into the mix for the very first event that Fox is doing in the U.S. Open because the stakes are pretty high. They are. Uh, Fox has a, a real reputation for being innovative, and I think the, the golf community is waiting to see what those innovations are going to be, how many will they have, and how much do they use them. Uh, I think historically, and I, listen, I'm a little bit of a golf historian too. I mean, I, I remember watching um, the U.S. Open on ABC when Chris Schenkel and Lord Byron Nelson were on the 18th Tower, and it was Love's Theme by the Love Unlimited Orchestra that brought them on the Even air. Even knows the name of the song, and, uh, though. That's crazy. And uh, Dave Marr would be, uh, would be uh, calling one of the holes. Uh, and then you'd go down, and, and Rossi was uh, the guy letting you know what kind of lie, as opposed to a David Faraday or, or uh, Mark Rolfing. It was Rossi, you know. And I used to think, wouldn't it be great if Rossi just, if somebody asked Rossi, what kind of a lie, if Chris Schinkel were to say, Rossi, what kind of lie does he have? He's going to need a hoe to get it out of that bunker. Yeah. <laughs> Every shot was one time, it's like, it's buried. He'll never get it out. Chris, he has no shot. Every shot you know, was they, impossible for Bob yeah. Rosberg. But I, 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 uh, I, I truly love the game, and I love television, and, and the combination of the two, is I think, is going to make it a lot of fun for me. I hope it, uh, you know, when I leave you, I'm going right to Seattle. We're going right into meetings. We're going to walk the course. And I think that's going to be the big story, um, will be the, the, the layout at Chambers Bay, because no one's seen it. You know, I, the rock star of this tournament, at least going in, we know how great Rory is, but he also cannot make the cut at the Irish Open after he just yeah. blows away the field in one week. Uh, Ricky Fowler has <laughs> double quads at the end of a tournament the week after he wins the players. Uh, and then you've got these young guns coming up like Jordan Spieth and others that are fearless. 
but I, I, I suggest to you that going into this tournament, uh, the main girl in town is the golf course. Yeah. That's what everybody's talking about. That's the buzz. Yeah, and it's going to be probably more of a story than it actually should be when when they tee it up on Thursday because, you know, the, the venue is always an issue in golf. That's what makes it such a great sport. It's very rarely in other sports yeah. is the arena or because yeah. uh, it's all standardized. This is the only sport in the world yeah. where it's different every time you tee it up. Yeah, but and let's say this, and I say this with um, – uh, with tongue firmly planted in cheek, okay? We love to just jump all over the USGA. <laughs> uh, when I say all, I mean players. Yeah. Because as much as I love golfers, and I think they're the greatest, uh, you know, most enjoyable guys to be around. It's one of the reasons I love to play in pro-ams. Uh, I played in the FedEx St. Jude uh, pro-am last week. They're great guys. I love being around them. Golfers are great fans of other sports. You know, you can be in the middle of a pro-am, and Phil wants to know, hey, how are my pods going to do this year? Yeah. You know, he wants to talk about that. Uh, but golfers also are the first to get upset when things aren't as pristine as they'd like them to be. And I think that's going to be the issue at Chambers Bay. I mean, a lot of talk. Well, you played it, didn't you? I did. I fell right into the well, bunker on 15, which I'll tell you that story a little but bit I mean, later. But, but, I mean, is it true? It, it is true. I'm going I'm to be walking it yeah. this week that the tee boxes themselves, there's not one that's that's level. No, I'll be interested to see what the A downhill lie that. on your tee shot. I'll be interested yeah. to hear. I, I get those a lot as a, for some reason. <laughs> right on the other side of the ladies' tee. For <laughs> but, no, I think it's, it's for anybody that's played Lynx golf, you sort of set a tee box up wherever you can. And, um, and there, sometimes you're going to get not a perfect – a perfectly flat lie and that's the only time on tour they will ever do that so it'll be interesting to see how the players respond to that jason bone who's really good friends with phil uh, told me and we played in the pro-am this past this past week uh in memphis he said you know there's no one more positive than phil mickelson among all the tour players uh, he always tries to find the good in whatever the setup might be but after he talked with him phil was mostly positive in, yeah. in his conversation but it didn't take long for him to drift into the areas of concern which i think is eye-opening because mickelson uh if there's an issue and 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 maybe they need to to do a few things as the tournament goes on depending upon the climate you know i think the usda is always waiting after day one to hear what phil has to say and 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 because he's so fair and he's so because and he keeps he's, his opinions to himself, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I but I do think that uh, other players have, have 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 stated that they have some concerns because they've not been here before. Uh, measurements, yardages, that's going to be a lot of our job because with what I'm doing on Fox Digital, we're, we're going to be covering feature groups, meaning three guys teeing off early in the morning. And then after they play their 18, we'll go back, pick up three more guys uh, as far back as we can so that we can show every one of their shots and their yardages and where they want to leave this shot for their approach. Uh, that's going to be the key. How good are your misses yeah. in terms of where your next shot's going to be? I think that's the winner of this tournament is not going to be someone that just, just absolutely overpowers it. It's going to be someone that knows how to manage and navigate his way around because that, based on everything I've heard, uh, is really the key.
Yeah. Well, I want to ask you something about that as soon as we get back from you this bet. break because I had I think that's an interesting point that you brought up, especially with that venue. So stick around with Tim Brando. We'll be right back after our shameless thing we're gonna do right now. <laughs> can use that if you ever want to on Fox if things yeah. start to get a little squirrely. That's how you win the audience back. You like that? Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. A cute pup. Yeah, he's nice. He's yeah. our office puppy. But so the Chambers Bay you mentioned, the big difference, it'll play a little like what they talk about with the British. Mm -hmm. The players are going to have to adjust that sometimes a good shot is going to be penalized and sometimes a bad shot is going to be rewarded. Mm -hmm. That to tour players is the thing that's the hardest for them to oh, deal yeah. with. Absolutely. I think it's true with all players, but particularly tour players. Uh, and guess what? After you play this one, where's your next major? Whistling Straits. Same kind of story, even though it's a different venue. Uh, and the setup is always different because it's a, a PGA as opposed to a, a U.S. Open. But you know, what, there's one tree. Tell me about that tree. Yeah, well, uh, that's a good Where? segue. It's what? right there above 15. I was walking down the hill after plugging it in the bunker my very first, in a shotgun. Uh -huh. I slipped. I fell in the bunker. I'm laying no. flat on my back. And the caddy looks over and stares at me and says, you got to be careful when you climb down in those bunkers. <laughs> so I don't know if that guy's working this week, but um, I'm hoping he's not. But it is, you'll, people, I think, will really appreciate watching the broadcast how different the landscape is. And I think that's one of the things that really appealed to the USGA, the whole yeah. community reinvolvement uh, involvement into the, the US Open being there or Chambers Bay, but also right. just the way that that property sets up. It's a up. great moment too, Harry, for Fox in that not only do they get to show those incredible shots, and that part of the country is, is really beautiful, uh, but it's diabolical to the player. But the shots themselves will look really, really nice. And, and I think the other factor too is some of the the innovations that Fox has planned. You know, so oftentimes we think of the way the game has been projected to us through the years, um, and, and now we're gonna see it maybe sent in a different way. Maybe we aren't gonna hear uh, as much of uh, Barry White's Love Unlimited Orchestra or Yanni uh, in golf. We might throw a little Grand Funk Railroad in there. Oh. You know, try, try to bring a little rock and roll into this puppy, uh -huh. you know? Let's face it, it's a rock and roll kind of course. We need to have a little rock and roll music. And there's there. a railroad there. I see where you're going with that. Yeah. So we, he let us in on a little uh -huh. something they've got planned. A little railroad in I there. I know, we're on to that. So that's a big part of it, too, is uh, how you guys are, you know, I think that's one of the reasons the USGA was interested in having Fox be a partner, yeah. is bringing new things to golf and, yeah. and really giving that that open. The challenge, uh, you know, people talk often about the Fox edge. I, I, I've only spent a year at Fox. But I can tell you what the Fox Edge is. Okay, now I don't know how that's going to project in golf, but I do know what it is. The Fox Edge is allowing the announcers to be who they are. Okay, so oftentimes in our profession, we get pigeonholed. It's like, um, hey, uh, just give me the facts. Allow the analysts to give me all the information. Um, 
time, temperature approach to calling a game, which is fine, uh, but if that's not necessarily who you are, if you've got a little personality, play it. And, and I'm really going to be interested, even though I'm going to be busy doing what I'm doing, uh, Joe Buck is one of the really more entertaining, and his father was one of the greatest storytellers ever. Jack Buck was just tremendous. I could tell you stories when I was doing the Atlanta Braves in the mid-90s about him at Bush Stadium, uh, talking it up with Pete Van Weeren and Ernie Johnson Sr. and all of those guys. It was just incredible. And, and, and Joe is uh, not only giving to his analyst, and I think Greg will, will hit it off beautifully with Joe. They've already worked some together. I think this is where most of America will figure out that they are together. Uh, but Joe has got a lot of entertainment value to his approach to the profession. Uh, I'd like to think to some extent I do the same thing. Uh, and the executives at Fox want that. They embrace that. Uh, and, and that's the thing that I think will be. Now, you can have that edge, but the challenge for Joe and the challenge for me would be to, to strike the tone that the sport of golf has necessary. When I was doing the Masters uh, at Augusta, I remember walking out of the, the uh, cabins where we were broadcasting. Scott McCarron, who will be a part of the Fox broadcast, was working with me on Masters.com. And a lot of SEC fans, as you can imagine, roaming the uh, as the patrons. Yes. A lot of patrons that are SEC fans just, would stop you just me. Now, you just didn't get invited back by calling <laughs> fans, so that's good. So they, 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 said to, uh, they said to me, gosh, we didn't know that you did golf. We didn't recognize your voice. And I said, well, you know, golf has a a demand of a different tone. They said, well, gosh, I, I didn't know you did that. And I said, well, that is the challenge. Is In golf, it's not what you say. It's, it's knowing what not to say. Right. Uh, and then allowing the ambient noise uh, where the caddies are talking with their, their players and they're deciding which, which uh, wedge or, you know, we're going to go with a lob, we're going to go with a 56, we're going to go with a gap, which one are we going to go with? People want to hear that conversation. Sometimes for us, it's all three on the same hole. So just, <laughs> I just want to be honest with that. But, but, I, but the Fox Edge is about, hey, we trust you. We hired you. Now you go be you. That's what the Fox Edge is. That's interesting. Well, you probably didn't know this, but you're here because they wanted us to put you through the paces here. Uh -oh. So they called and said, get Tim down there, see what he can do at a golf company, and see if he has the chops to actually broadcast in a golf environment. So we did that. Well, they didn't not, know they, that was happening. They, they really, you know, truthfully, they didn't, they, they really weren't sure. <laughs> I mean, I had, right. to, I had to practically beg to get on this show. Well, I did. It happens. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, you know, you don't survive over 30 years in this business without at some point begging. You haven't arrived yeah. until you've done the digital version of Callaway Live. That much is true. But we put him through the paces today for Fox. This is part of what we do here. We're like a training ground for excellence, I think is what we like to say. Or really? I just, I just said it for the first time, yes. <laughs> a training ground for excellence. And so we had Tim go into the halls of Callaway and see if he could fish out the story. Here's Tim. Okay, you guys ready? You got it? You got the magic clear? Okay, let's go. Let's go. Okay, I'm here with uh, Callaway rep Nick Rafael. Nick, you have a two and a half, maybe three hour meeting. Uh, did it go as you expected? Well, you know, obviously we, we had some things we had to fix out there that we just, we just weren't ourselves, we weren't executing. And, uh, you know, we're in there and it's a little frustrating, kind of like a first grader, you mm -hmm. know, in a yo-yo in a contest and you're the shortest kid in the class. You know, you just, you got to get yeah. in there and you got to sort these things out. It looked as though the project management idea that was uh, a part of a, a really a game plan that you had got shot down early, but you continued to, to press. 
Well, you know, you, you don't know what the other guys are going to do on the other side in the competition, and you've you got to learn how to adapt, and, and we didn't do that very well. But uh, the neat thing is, you know, we, we're not talking about potential because potential is nothing more than we haven't done it yet. And that's what I told the guys, I told the team, we've got to get out there and just we've got to play our own game. One of the things that I've noticed is uh, the ability to maybe change course uh, during the, the process, and it looked as though you were able to change that course when maybe some of the nodding turned into uh, – you know, the look of chagrin from some of your guys. Uh, did you decide to, to ultimately change the course of the direction of the meet? Well, you know, it, it, it comes back to the same things. You know, our executives, we lose a, lose a half a point of sh market share and executives and the coaches get all down. And, you know, we get we pick up a market share. And, yeah. and you know, and our, our, our players and our reps and our, our everybody in the field, they get excited. And we got to be on an even keel. we got, we got to control what we control. You know, you had really been on a roll with PowerPoint. I know that's something you really wanted to go with. But then suddenly you had to go keynote. Yeah, but it's not about me. It's about the team and about our progress out there. And at the end of the day, you know, we can't get caught up looking at the scoreboard. We just got to keep leading like we always do every, every time we're out there. Well, best of luck. Continued success. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Tim. Thanks. Well, we think he can do it. Hey, man. I don't know. That was pretty tough. That was pretty good. Well, you, you got to pick to the chase. Man. Yeah, you do. I mean, you that's can. one of our, that's, he's probably one of our easiest uh, interviews on campus here. And uh, we, but we had to see what you do with one of our toughest interviews on campus. Oh, yeah, that, that, yeah. Well, that this was, was this was more. Listen, uh, after that one went down with Nick, they told me there was yet another, and uh, I had no idea what I was in for. The toughest nut to yeah. crack is right yeah. here. <laughs> all right, so we all good? We're good? Yeah. All right, great. Nice job. Nice job. Thanks, guys. Thanks, job. All right, Harry Arnett, they don't come any bigger in Callaway than Harry Arnett, and I know you've had a lot of meetings like this. Uh, this one lasted a long time, though, two and a half to three hours. Did you get out of it what you wanted? You know, we did. I think we went in with a great plan, and no one believed in us, Tim. I, there's not one person out there that felt like we could accomplish what we just did, but we believed in ourselves. From me to the lowest person on the totem pole, we all bought into a plan. Luck is where preparation meets opportunity. You know that. Yeah, well, one of the things that I did notice was, let me just say this to you. Team concept, I, I get it. Uh, the idea, though, that you had got shot down midstream, and you continued to press it. At what point do you back off? Do you, do you ever back off an idea? I don't think you can back off. I think you got to pick yourself right off the, off the deck, as we did so many times this season. People thought we weren't going to come back and be able to accomplish a meeting like that. And yet, we stuck to it. Five guys believing in a plan, and you know we picked ourselves right up. And you saw what happened. Yeah, tonight. historically, your management style has been to go with with PowerPoint, and and you were going in that direction. But then suddenly, that fell, and you decided to go with Keynote. Tell me about that uh, decision. Controversial, and we knew that going in. We knew, hey, let's do PowerPoint, but if we have to midstream, we're going to go with what's going to work the best. And that's where the Keynote thing came in. We were dialed in, and you saw that. Not one person on that team missed a beat. I'm so proud of the guys. Well, congratulations on that and continue, continue success. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate you it. You bet. <laughs> All right, I think you're going to do just fine this week. Well, I appreciate that. This was, you know, it's another step. You know, I tell people that the television business, Harry, as you know, is just, it's not a, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. It is, and sometimes you have to go back and revisit questions, no matter the status of the management tier that you're dealing with. Um, and that's why I stayed really hard on that PowerPoint versus yes. Keynote. Always a tough um, question. Yeah, yeah. But I love, I love going into uh, to this week. It's a, it's a big question. You can use that this week if you need to ask the guys some questions. Whether, but I love what I loved here 
from you tonight and being on the show. And thanks again for being here. Well, happy to we be here. know you're busy and, and uh, we're really fortunate that you came. And, and what I love hearing is you can hear how excited you are to, to do no, this I event. Am. I am. I have this urine, though, I do. Just once, I'll see if I can maybe, I might, might, may have to run it through the, the Fox management people, but I'm thinking possibly about just having one, one moment on the digital side where Rory hits a tee shot and I go, there's a drive! <laughs> <laughs> it might be! It could be! It is! Uh, Out of here! Uh, Holy cow! <laughs> I'm telling you, look at those, look at the gallery of those patrons and the guy in the sombrero. I just can't figure it out. We're in Seattle for crying out loud. That guy's wearing a sombrero. Maybe Steve Stone's out there with him somewhere. Happy to be with you. If you don't do that, you are not our hero anymore. That's Tim Brando, everybody. Thank you for being here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here. Thanks to Tim Brando. Next week, we have Johnny O'Donnell from Johnny O on the show. Thanks again. We'll see you next time on Callaway Live. All right.